Praise God. All all blessings flow. Praise God, Buddha, somebody. Buddha. Let's go with Buddha. I like Buddha. I wanted to be a Buddhist, but for some reason, I can never get my shit together enough to become one. And I don't think it requires anything other no. than me to actually do it. But for some reason, I, I can't seem to do that. Oh, no. The application process for Buddhism is very complicated. I hope so, because otherwise I'm just a lazy, <laughs> non-spiritual person. But it's it's like the only religion I, I've ever like read about. And I thought, like, I I identify with that. I can ditto. connect to that. Fully ditto. And, yep. you know, my family, we, I was raised in a typical kind of black Christian, but also slightly. Oh, and hi, guys. I guess we started the show. Oh, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're having a, <laughs> in the middle of a conversation. I forgot that we recorded. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Woo. Welcome to the show. This is going to be good. Anyway, you were saying? I was just saying that I, you know, my family was like weird Christian, kind of like hoodoo Southern stuff. So it's like very weird, like superstitious. But Wait, what does that mean? Like my family is religious in some ways. The family you come from, like your mom's people and your dad's people, both? Yes, but on my mother's side of the family, there's a lot of what you call hoodoo. So a lot of uh, like... What's hoodoo? It's like... It's like a mixture of voodoo and maybe Christianity. Cool, cool. Like from New Orleans, kind of? From New Orleans, and then it's like also like voodoo is also from Africa. Voodoo. No, I know that. I just know that in New Orleans, there's a lot of Christian and uh, voodoo crossover. Yeah, it's like the mixture of like the slaves that brought it mm-hmm. mixed with the colonialism of the oppressors or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So in my family, like we have people who like go to church and, you know, they're all about, you know, don't take the Lord's name in vain and, you know do all this stuff and at the same time they'll like you know find a spider and put it in their pocket for good luck oh, wow that's kind of what I'm used to I have all these like crazy rituals and things that I know to do but I don't do them like, anyway Buddhism is what really calls to me me too but I don't ever do anything to start that process but don't you think Buddhism's pretty forgiving I would hope so one of the reasons I like it can't you just be kind of a Buddhist I think you can yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm kind of a Buddhist. Like, can you be a Buddhist if you don't chant and you don't do anything? Like, is that still Buddhism? Yes. Yes. They don't mind. Yes. They don't mind. I don't know. It's great. I, that doesn't sound You don't have to me. be a vegetarian. They're not all vegetarians. That's true. What you're supposed to do, my understanding, is try not to be judgmental. Try not to get all hung up. You're supposed to try to release your attachments. So not be all attached to like what other people are. Oh, doing. I don't. I don't think I can do that. Maybe. Well, it's the struggle. Nobody can do it. That's the. That's the freaking struggle. I met up with the guy <laughs> that I buy weed from, uh-huh. and we were like literally like I had to meet him at his house. So he was like coming from the store. He littered <gasps> like in front of me, just like he had a, a bottle he was drinking, just threw it on the ground. Oh my god! I've never spoke to him again. <gasps> I was like, I thought I knew you and you litter. Yeah. It was a deal breaker for me. I, I literally stopped buying weed from him. I think in Buddhism, you're allowed to kill somebody if they litter. To be judgmental about that? I think that's the one thing. Okay. You can't okay. kill them, really, but you can slap them. <laughs> I think. I don't know that much about Buddhism. I, I think I made that clear. But no, you know, I like the I like the parallels to that and um, psychology, not just regular old psychology, but like, um, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? When you lay on the couch. Um, I did it for 12 years. Why can I not remember the name of it? Peter makes fun of me all the time. I know. <laughs> what, cognitive behavior therapy? No, no. What, what is it? Analysis. Like, thank you. Hypnotism? A, not hypnotism. No. Analysis. Analysis. Okay. There's a lot of parallels between Buddhist theory and analytical theory. 
Um, and it's all about not letting other people and not letting your emotions control you. You don't, don't be a slave to your emotions. Don't be led around the, by the nose. Like you, you were able to release your anger of the lit, about the littering person, right? You're, you didn't just carry it around. You just decided, you decided like, that guy's not who I thought he was not my friend anymore. I think that's allowed in Buddhism. You're not going to waste your time with that person. I mean, well, first I had to like pick up the bottle and throw it away. Good. But you're not going to you're not going to waste your time with that person's energy anymore. Yeah, like, no, I'm not. I, I couldn't do that. I was like, I can't support this. Yeah, I don't think that's anti-Buddhist. I give you permission for that. Okay. Well, I mean, you're not an expert. You said yourself you're not an expert. Clearly not. <laughs> um, so we start this episode off religious and it's Sunday. Yeah, because it's Sunday. I guess that's a fitting way to do it. We um, Yeah, I'm interested. It's been a minute. When was the last time? Well, we had to skip. We had to miss a show, which we need to put on our website and was whatever. Was just one? I feel like it was more than one. Yeah, was, we we missed a show. My father passed away unexpectedly. Yeah. And that was, of course, as to be expected, shocking. And um, I needed to deal with a lot of stuff about that. So yeah. we apologize for not being here for that. Um, yeah. It feels like I was away longer, though. Like I feel it like does, like but we weeks. actually we only missed one episode because we were recording kind of two weeks ahead of ourselves. Okay, that's why we would talk about the, our listeners. Our oh, listeners yeah, would right, hear us right. talk about the Super Bowl like two weeks later. Luckily, we don't know anything about the Super Bowl or talk very much like, about yeah, it, like, so it doesn't really matter. But you know, anyway, now. <laughs> no. Well, now we're kind of like caught up. Now we're caught bit, up. But and all anyway, pro- thank you for everybody because I had a lot of people um, reach yeah. out to me and offer condolences. And I want to say thank you very much for everybody who did that. It really meant a lot to me. And uh, here we are. Yeah. We're here doing it again. We love you. Can I ask a quick question? How was the virtual? I know you did the virtual funeral. How was it? Uh, it was. Or is, it not a, is that not a quick question? It's not. <laughs> it's not a quick question. It's not really a quick question. Okay. It wasn't my first virtual um, funeral. I lost my grandmother during the when COVID uh, was in full swing back in okay. like January. Okay. So it's not my first virtual um, funeral. Uh, it's it's been a rough year. Yeah. But it was you know it was good to do it. Things in Michigan, which is where I'm from, are really kind of crazy. They yes. have like the second highest yeah. numbers of COVID besides like Florida, which is mm. insane. Uh, so like virtual was the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. Luckily, I was in a good place with my father leading up to it. So I, a lot of that was out of the way. Mm-hmm. So the virtual aspect of, you know, paying my respects kind of came secondary mm-hmm. to me in that. So yeah. it was good to see family and yeah. good to see people and be like, oh God, I'm so glad I'm not looking at you right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, yeah, I haven't, I didn't, so my family's dead. So yeah. that's not exactly... Great news, but um, I didn't have to. Debbie uh, Downer. I didn't have. Well, it means I didn't have to do any virtual funerals this year. So, <laughs> so I just don't know what they're like. But well, that's a plus. As as Carol likes to point out, I'm not. As Carol likes to point out, I'm not that old. So my father was not that old either. Yeah. So that was shocking and you know sad and all that. But so shocking. I was shocked, and and I don't. I hardly know him. I mean, you know, that's that's life. You know, like yeah. that's. Um, Sudden. All right. I'm happy. Like I said, there was an outpouring of love and support, and I'm very happy for that. That's like those magic moments and collateral beauty when you have loss. And I'm very thankful for those things. And my husband, who was 
He's always incredible. He, yeah. It's thing. It sounds like that when you recognize why you married someone and why they're in your life, and mm-hmm. those things are beautiful too. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy and thankful for that. And mm-hmm. um, that's it. Life goes on. That's the thing. It just goes on, goes and on. sometimes those things happen. And so, speaking of things happening, Biden. Joe Biden, President Biden, did his first 100 days. He's done. <laughs> right after his first 100 years. <laughs> that man is, I am, when they say he's the oldest president, I am very aware that he is the oldest president. He. Oh, yeah. They don't really have to keep mentioning it at they this don't. point. They don't. Pretty clear. He is so aged, but I got to tell you, he still does it for me. That The press conference where he <laughs> shut down the reporter and he's like he, he he smacks him down. And he gives that that smile, you know, that toothy denture smile. Yeah, I'm like, I feel you, Grandpa. I feel you. I think those are veneers. Thank you very much. I okay. think those are pricey veneers, is what I think. They're a little high beam. I wish that I wish they dialed back that white just a just a tad. But um, <laughs> I think it's a little much. But he's got a great smile. He's a handsome older man, handsome mummy, as you've said before. Yeah, he's yeah. rocking those aviators. It's you know. It does it for me. It's that the democracy, the competency in the job. I don't know. It really turns me on. And when you say he does it for you, yeah. <laughs> what you want to clarify that? What is it? He turns you on. I've never in my life ever been attracted to a man as old as Joe Biden. Okay. Ever. I didn't think I ever would be. <laughs> I probably never will be again. Wow. I think maybe the whole, like, there's this whole savior complex thing because I feel like he came in and got rid of that disgusting former thing. One of the ugliest people inside and out. I have ever seen in my life. Like, so disgustingly gross. Unbelievably ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Like something some child drew from a nightmare. Totally. He's he's disgusting. Yeah. Um, So I think by, just by comparison, like Joe Biden is like, I don't know, uh, Superman next to that. I can't explain it. So, yeah, so I'm very, I have a crush on the president. I, <laughs> He's, I've I want, only had three. Three crushes, uh, oh, three presidents, because you're so young. Right, right, right. Three presidents I've had crushes on, and I, right. one is very controversial. One I think is obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I remain madly in love with Barack Obama. I mean, how could you not? I mean, and I'm in love with Michelle, too. We can do a threesome. That's fine. I don't, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Totally see it. Beautiful people. And if they don't want to do that, if they don't want to have sex, we can just hang out. It's fine. Yeah. But I, I am very much in love with him, and it's a meaningful relationship to me, and I think it would be to him, <laughs> I think. <laughs> He's a boyfriend in your head. I. That's exactly what I've always called it. My boyfriend, Barack Obama. <laughs> yep, my boyfriend. He was great. He did a great job. I mean, everything about Barack says that he'd be great. Like, he'll show up, he'll take you to sushi. Oh, yes, he will. Mm. You have some nice conversation. Mm. You go to, like, some place he knows about somewhere in, like, Soho. Yeah. It'll be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's Barack, man. I'm completely in agreement with that. It's exactly true. But we gonna, <laughs> aside from our from, from the sexual attraction to President Biden, what do you think about his first 100 days? I really think we need to get on NPR soon, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think he delivered on almost everything he said he would do. The The vaccine rollout was shaky at first, but it's, yeah. you know, it, it's done pretty well to surpass what he you know, said it would do. and Well, it was shaky because it was fucked up when he inherited it because there was no plan. True. Quite literally. Um, And then (laughs) there, you know, we have the whole, you know, 
the whole checks, the $2,000 checks fiasco. Mm. I'm willing to let that go. I'm willing, I mean, I don't like letting that go, but I'm willing to let him off the hook Yeah, for that. And you, you know what's a sad as hell story about that is that we didn't get our 600, either one, of, either myself or my 100, because my husband, who I call 100, no, I don't. My, <laughs> either myself or my husband, we did not get our 600 because our taxes are messed up. Uh, we got it fixed now, finally, but now we have to write in a little special thing and get it as part of like after we file. It's messed mm, up. Yeah. So now I'm pissed off that it wasn't a $2,000 check. <laughs> That's never fun. Because we did get that. We got that. We didn't get the 600 each. So we're waiting on that story. That's never fun. No. I, I hate it. Having to do anything to amend taxes is... The first time I had to amend my taxes was when I was like 21. And it was the most stressful thing that's ever happened to me. I hated it. Sure, it is. It's awful. But yeah, other than that, I think he's done a pretty good job. I feel secure with the people he's picked. Yeah. I feel things are moving in the right direction. I, You know, I could find things that I don't particularly agree with, uh, but I knew I wouldn't agree with those things when I voted for him. So far, nothing that I'm surprised by was like a really big deal breaker for me. But, you know, it's the first 100 days, so let's see. Refusing to to reinstate the number of refugees allowed in? That's a, that is a I problem. Think that's problematic. Uh, I'm assuming there's a good reason he made that decision. I kind of give him the same assumptions I give Barack Obama that these are smart, careful people that often have to choose between several bad options. And we don't understand necessarily what they're basing their choices on, but I'm very disappointed in it. It's hurting a lot of people. It is. I mean, he actually walked it back already. So that's actually another big improvement for, from Mr. Ugly that was there before. <laughs> Mr. Ugly ass. Mr. Ugly, Mr. Dinosaur, little tiny dinosaur-eyed motherfucker. At least, you know, Biden responded to the the yells, the wails, the pushback from the left. Which is really the only thing I really wanted yeah. from a leader. Like, I wanted a leader who would at least listen to me. I know you're yeah. not going to do everything I want you to do. You're not going to listen to me. I know politics is making, trying to make a lot of people happy. Mm -hmm. And that means that a lot of people are going to be unhappy at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I accept that. I know that because I am not in office, I can hold fast to my beliefs. I know that I can stick to them. Yeah. And there's no reason for me not to. But I know that in controlling the government, it's not like shooting a gun. It's more like directing in a wild animal. You can't mm -hmm. control it that way. Right. And I do try to give people who are in politics who are trying, or I believe trying to do better, I give yeah. them that benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that and giving a, giving a kind of a pass to the murderer of uh, Khashoggi, the journalist, mm -hmm. um, Saudi journalist, naturalized American, whatever. He was a citizen, but he, you know, he lived here, worked here. Yeah. That bugged me too. Once again, there yes. must be a reason. I don't know the reason. I don't like it. But, you know, it was a good speech. I appreciated the address. It was good. I also appreciated him thanking everybody for their patience. Yeah, sure. That was a nice touch. And he mentioned the greatest attack on our democracy since 9-11, which was January 6th. Yeah. That was cool. He mentioned that. And he also mentioned police violence, murdering, you know, George Floyd and, and murders of black people and clearly stated that the Chauvin verdict was just the beginning, a place that we needed to work from. I read that if he had, if Derek Chauvin had been acquitted, that they, the DOJ was prepared to arrest him in court on civil rights charges. Wow. Gotta say, that made me go like, wow. Uh -huh. I almost wish it happened just so he thought he was scot-free just to get arrested oh. again. But I'm happy that I, I really, like I, I've said before, I kind of had, I was afraid of the pre the verdict, which I guess mm -hmm. we can talk about because we haven't met since the verdict happened. Right, right, right. I could not watch that trial. Right. 
I could not do it. It was too triggering for me. Sure. I rewatched the George Floyd video, which I hadn't watched since it originally happened. But I watched it again before the verdict just so I could have it in my mind. And it made the verdict not seem like enough. Enough. But I'm also looking forward to the trials of the officers, which I think is the other officers, which is happening in August. Mm -hmm. And... I'm really going to be watching that closely because I feel they are as culpable in many ways to that death. I feel like they are almost as culpable. I mean, I read an article that was pretty interesting about how almost impossible it is for, not impossible, but really difficult for human beings to push back against their boss. People just don't. Like, you look at it, especially the the third guy. I forgot what all their names are, but one of them is like a Hispanic guy. Did you read his story in the New York Times? I don't know. I know there's an Asian guy. I know there's a, a black guy. He's like... Well, he's that's the guy I'm talking about. He's kind of... I think he's... I think he's black. He's biracial, I believe. I think so, too. But I think he's like Dominican or something. I don't know. But I read the thing black. about him in the... Uh, in the New York Times, and he, it's his story is just kind of heartbreaking. Like he became a cop because he really wanted to do good things, and he'd had, I don't know, he had sort of all these aspirations. And and that whole fixing the system from the inside out thing is a myth. It's why I didn't want to vote for Kamala. It's I don't believe that. I don't believe you can fix a broken system from the inside. I mean, I think you have to fix it from both inside and outside. You can't fix it if the people inside won't cooperate. It has to be demolished. It has to you be. Just, we have to start over again. We need to do like, I don't know what they did in Demolition Man. We need to completely have a different <laughs> police force. The police force we have mm-hmm. now cannot exist. It, it clearly cannot exist. There's mm-hmm. too many people who've insinuated themselves into it. It's like a house with bed bugs. You can't. You've got to change. The only choice is to start over. You have to throw out things. You have to completely redo things. Well, people don't throw out their house. They just wash everything. And, you know, they don't don't throw out their house, actually. They fix it. Shut up, Carol. I'm making a point here. (laughs) I'm fucking I'm making a point here, damn it. I messed up your metaphor. You're poking holes. What I was going to say about that guy, I am am a bit of a hole poker. I apologize. Um, Hole poker. That's me. Um, (laughs) What I was going to say about him. You know, it just kind of sucks that he got stuck with that person. Is that's Chauvin was their trainer. He was their supervisor for months and months. Look what he taught them. And I, yeah, it's horrifying. I don't, I don't, it's horrifying, but I don't feel bad for them. There's no way, I don't care what my job is, that yeah. I can let somebody die in front of me and be afraid to say something about it. You probably me. can't. And I no, think, I, I think I And I can't imagine either, anybody who could. But there are, most people could. That's the thing. That's the point. Like most people are not great at stepping up, especially if it's against the person who's been their boss. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to say I'm looking forward to that trial because I don't think I am, but I hope they all get convicted. You know, I just want to see what they've got to say for themselves. Like, I'm I'm dying to see what they have to say for themselves too, because when that guy was stopped in, I think in a grocery store, like during the pandemic, he didn't seem particularly apologetic about what happened. I get he was probably completely dogged out. That's the same guy, yeah. I don't know, like I can't say, he's a man, he's a black man. I mean, whether he's Dominican or or not, he's seen as a black man. So Mm -hmm, I can't mm -hmm. tell him what his experience is. Yeah, I don't want to pass judgment in that way. What I I want to say is that he is part of this problem. From what I've gathered from reading, that he is not likely to get a harsh sentence as the other officer, the Asian 
officer. Mm. He is the one that is seen to be probably most culpable in what happened. Oh. The other two, not so much. Uh-huh. Because it was like their first day. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that was so... It's a heartbreaking article. Maybe I'll send it to you just, just so you can check it out. I can't but, remember his name. Is it I, Tao? Yeah, I think that's the, the I Asian feel like guy. it's Tao. T-A-U. I mean, it doesn't matter at this point because they did it already. But if those three guys had had a different supervisor who wouldn't do what Chauvin did, they would probably have long careers and never do anything like that. Maybe. The the most shocking thing about that video to me is like, you know, not only do you know that this person is gasping for breath and dying yeah. underneath you, you have yeah. a crowd of people telling you that he's not responsive to get off of him. And the looks on those people's faces, it's so traumatizing. Someone died in front, by the time he evacuated yeah. his vibe his bowels. Yeah. That was it. Everybody yeah. knew, standing there knew that was it. Yeah, yeah He yeah. had to know that was it. They just didn't care. And that is exactly why I don't, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine that disregard, not for any job, not for yeah. any No, job. it doesn't make any logical sense. I think it's a weird psycho, I think it's a weird psychological thing, a weird emotional Perhaps. thing. Perhaps. But until we get figured out what that is. Yeah, maybe at least one of them is a sadistic asshole too. Mm. You know, I don't know. Because I think that's what Chauvin is. But anyway. It's a big, it's a big problem. It's a huge problem. But I enjoy watching him being sentenced, his darting eyes. I guess, I don't know what he was looking at, but he was, his eyes were all over. I was wondering, like, what are you writing down? He's writing down all these notes. Like, I hear he wrote down his defense attorney's phone number on his hand. Okay. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he wants an appeal. I, I mean... Yeah, I'm sure he does. I had almost no doubts that he would be convicted. I literally had almost zero doubts. I had doubts. I was afraid because there's always the chance that he couldn't. Yeah. But like, I was like, there's, after all of this, like, there's no way. Yeah. But... You would think. I'm happy with that. I wish it was harsher. As AOC said, it's... It does fully, I mean, she said it more artfully than this, but it fully sucks that that's what it took. Yeah. A video of a man literally dying from start to finish, witnessed by all those people, filmed by a 17-year-old, and shown to us in America. It took all that. Like, if we did not have that. He would not have been convicted. I, I seriously doubt he would have been. And the, the, you saw the report that said, you know, man dies of medical incident. The initial, did you see that? The initial police report? That's it. No one would have looked into that. No one would have cared. That would have been it. Case closed. Somebody might have, but, you know. Little girl, your father's dead. Yeah. In a medical incident. That and it's like, how many times has that happened? How many times has that happened? It's it's got to be. Sickening. I would say thousands or millions. It's sick. probably millions. <laughs> it's an old country. I mean, Don't even start on that. so we can move on to something happier, which is Rudy Giuliani. Oh yeah, there's your good news. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani's home, his lair was raided by the FBI. Mm. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I just imagine his house being filled with like poor mags. <laughs> Ew. Opened, eaten Activia's. Ew. And like old Viagra prescriptions. Like that's all I Definitely. can imagine. Oh, of course, hair dye. Cheap just for men hair dye. <laughs> I'm I'm re I'm rethinking the Activia. I'm pretty. You think he eats Activia? I don't think so. I I think he's got like a big old gallon size thing of of Metamucil. <laughs> A refrigerator with insurers. Yeah, a bunch of insurers and a bunch of old Chinese takeout containers scattered all over the and place. And then, of course, Hunter Biden's laptop. Sure, right. <laughs> and some of his horrible sons, uh, his horrible son. Did you hear him talking and ranting and raving on the sidewalk? Uh, yeah. It's disgusting. 
nothing to say about that son. It couldn't happen to better people. Yeah, I can't wait to, for something to happen from that. I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope something awesome happens. Me too. I, I feel like there's a bit of house cleaning that's trying to be done by the DOJ. Headed by Merrick Garland. I mean, honestly, it's like a TV show. Like, you couldn't write a better TV show. <laughs> you couldn't write it better. They should have just let him be a Supreme Court justice and called it a day. Then they wouldn't have had to worry about that. I think so. It's pretty well done. Yeah. The minute that he was nominated, I was like, oh, shit. I knew he would get confirmed. Yeah. And we're going to have an anti-bar moment. Yeah. And anti-Jeff Sessions. Another hideous creature. Who else had that job during their presence? I feel like three people. I think there were three or four other people that you just, you didn't even bother to know their names because you knew that they were going to be. It was like McDonald's. Yeah. It was, the turnover was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It's just, oh my God, I can't believe we let that freaking monster run our government. For They're all so ugly too. Most of Biden's picks are are handsome. I don't get, I don't get, like I said, I don't get why Republicans, and this is not important, I don't get why Republicans are so unattractive. I don't get I don't, that. I mean, are. you have maybe what, Madison Cower? Other than yeah, that. Yeah, but he's such a hideous creature inside. But he is he is handsome outside. Oh, inside. I'm not talking about inside. I'm talking about what America cares about, the outside. The outside. <laughs> you're right. That's you're only right. America cares about. You're right. You're uh, right. And I don't understand it. It's like, what are the days of a dashing Mitt Romney? It, those days are gone. I guess. I don't know. Matt Gates with his Ugh. like Jimmy Neutron hair. Oh, yuck. Pinched a little face. I don't get it. Oh, God. Good news on him, too, because his <laughs> pal, his little sex pal, uh, is informing on him left and right. So he's probably going to go to jail, too. <sighs> if I, I hope that'll keep him from being able to hold office. We don't know. I hope. Because they need him. They might want him to be able to do to vote in prison. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. They need him. Right. Then all of a sudden, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, when they're all in prison, all of a sudden the GOP is going to be all about letting all prisoners vote. Because He's part of the movement, quote unquote. The movement, right. The movement that they think is a movement that's not really a movement. It's trying to bring in the Stone Age. Yeah. That's not the movement. Well, it's not a forward movement. It's a freaking backwards Which movement. Which means it's not a movement. There's no such thing as a backwards movement in history. It doesn't you can't, happen. You can't call it a backwards movement. They're opposition. No. We are the movement. We're the movement. They're forward. the opposition to the movement. You, you, there is no movement. Let's change it back. No, that's not a <laughs> That's not I a guess thing. you're right. I guess you're right. Mm -mm. There should be a term for it, though. What The drag back, the... Republicans. That's the term. Let's go back to the battle days. And in every state, pretty not every state, but so many states right now, just desperately trying to, to make it hard to vote, if not impossible. I will never, ever, ever in my life understand why Republicans, the constituents, the voters, why they like that shite. Because they want power and they don't have the numbers. But they, the regular people don't are not getting any power from it. They don't care. Why don't they care, though? They don't care about that. Explain it to me. I don't understand. I can't explain it. I, I can't ex okay. explain why people want to get vote against their own interests. No. Except for white supremacy. That is the only thing it could be. That I understand, even though... If you vote Republican, you know you're guaranteed somebody who is going to basically shit the American flag every chance they get. Yeah. Like, speak up everything that's wrong with this country and be led by a white person. Uh -huh. That is the only thing that the Republican Party guarantees 
sees you. There will not be a black or brown face of the Republican Party. That's not going to happen. They don't want that to happen. Which brings us to Tim Scott, his speech. He is pissing in the wind. Oh, my God. He is so stupid. That was pitiful. He is so dumb. I'm afraid so. People like him and Candace Owens kill me saying that America's not racist while then pointing out the racism that they've experienced. Yeah. What are you talking about? Even if you're trying to say the only Democrats are racist, they're still part of America, <laughs> fool. So you're still saying that America is racist. Right. His response to Biden's address was just pitiful. He's... He is so stupid. Oh. He's stupid. He's also ugly. He yeah. gets on my nerves. Like he gets up there with those teeth. Every time <laughs> it's like every time he talks, he clips his own toenails. Yeah. His voice was cracking. Like he makes me angry in a way that only Herman Cain has ever made me angry. Like Herman Cain <laughs> pissed me off. Yeah. yeah. He's the new Herman Cain. I guess. At least Herman Cain had some sort of comedic quality, even though it was a horrible person. But I think Tim Scott is is even worse because he's so earnest. Herman Cain was always like tossing things off like Gana Gana Fiskanistan or whatever, you know, making his mm. dumb jokes, whatever. Tim Scott is so earnestly like America's not a racist country. Really? Then when will you be put on the ticket? If they're not racist, run for let's see how many votes you get. The, the proof is in the pudding. Like everybody's like, oh, Candace Owens. Yeah, Candace, run. You should run. Ugh. Run as a Republican. Ugh. Run for president. Run for Ugh. any kind of office. Go for it. Go for it. Well, Tim Scott was elected to office. He was elected. But they're going to keep him where he's at. Yeah. That's, as, that's as far as he'll go. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love that video where like he, who is it? Like somebody's, who's making a speech? Is it, it's a bunch of like all the Republicans and he's there and somebody like makes a speech and then they like pass him over. They don't even say hi to him. <gasps> Oh. I don't think it's Mitch McConnell. It's somebody else. It's one of those like MAGA it's superstars. So bloody sad. It really is. It's disgusting. He deserves it. He deserves terrible things to befall him. <laughs> um, I'm afraid so. What else you got? Let's see. Um, there's the Duggar, Duggars child porn scandal. <laughs> and weird white people news. <laughs> I don't know how many of our listeners know who the Duggars are. Know who they are? Enough of them know. You did you know who they are before I told you about this story? Did you know about I, I, fifteen and counting? I knew of them. Eighteen and counting. I knew of them, and I told you I have friends who told me that they felt they were exploiting their children, and you know all of that. You told me that it was their religion that's causing them that that caused them to do that. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Well, they were uh, no. They started having those children way before there was reality television. That's the thing. So did they have any more children while the show was on the air? Oh, they had like ten more, or so, not really. They had like it started at fifteen and counting, and I think they got up to twenty and counting, eighteen, nineteen. So I think it's fair to say there could be a that having being on television could have fed into that a little bit. It's what I would argue in court. It's just deeper and more insidious than that. That's all. And uh, I don't think it's more insidious to leave out the fact that they could also be greedy. I, oh, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're fully greedy. But that's the child exploitation aspect. Like I refuse to believe that mm -hmm. these people could be this way. But they weren't greedy. Like they didn't have these kids just to have money and be on TV. They didn't cross that line. Like I, I, I'm not saying that. I, I'm not closing the door. It could be right, but I'm not closing the door. I mean. You can have that all you want. I'm just saying they were part of this movement before that. And there's a whole pile of people in America that are part of this movement called the Quiverful. They say they're not part of Quiverful, but there's no way that's true. Um, and Quiverful started in the early 70s, apparently, or no, late 70s. Um, so it's not very old, by a woman who had been a feminist 
who flipped and became an evangelical Christian mm. and natalist, it's called, where they're all about having babies. It's very Handmaid's Tale. And a big part of it is uh, doing what your husband says, being obedient to your husband. Hmm. And so these Duggars had already, yeah, they had the 15 kids. They probably pitched themselves to get the show. Who the hell knows? How else are they going to pay their bills? I don't know. But yeah, they continued to have children. I thought it's not like Mormonism where the church like pays no. something. Like, don't they do that where they like pool money? Like, there's, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I don't just, think they do. No, they're, they're sort of, and they do, they're so all So they're home. like, they're supposed to have all those children and pay for them themselves. Yes, their children are supposed to actually bring wealth. It comes from a little thing in the Bible uh, from Psalms that says the children are like arrows in the father's quiver. And and the more they have, his quiver is full and that gives him power or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And you're not supposed to complain. And so, uh, and there are other reality shows uh, on about families like that too. And there was a girl wrote, I read an article where uh, one of the members of that family came out and wrote sort of an expose about, yeah, you know, they did not capture the whole story and that her father was a tyrant and blah, blah, blah. So, but anyway, the oldest son, Josh Duggar, federal charges for possessing and selling child pornography. Possessing and selling. So talk about exploiting children. There you go. Yeah. Or possessing and distributing. Maybe not selling, but possessing and distributing. I don't know anything about them besides that. I just know, like like I said, I'm clearly off to the side here. I just hear people who chose to have children because of religion and because it's supposed to bring them wealth. And then they found a way to make more wealth and have children. For sure. So that's just what it sounds like to me. It sounds like it's all a bunch of BS. Maybe they believe it. Maybe they don't. I'm sure they believe it. And it is indeed grotesque. <laughs> like it's it's BS and grotesque. It's, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's gross. I mean, have as many kids as you want. Like that's your decision. If you want to do it, that's fine. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it all just, it was all schemy and disgusting before yeah. the channel porn. So now this is like worse. But I don't know who he is. I did watch the show. That's not, you know, I watched Little People, Big World. I watched a little of that. It was okay. I like that couple. I liked them. I think they're still together. Right? Sure. No, they broke up. Oh, wow. Reality TV breaks up everybody. <laughs> I guess so. I yeah. remember watching Hogan Knows Best, and I was like, he's not good. They're not going to get a divorce. And I'll be damned if they didn't. I didn't watch that one, but I do know what you're talking about. Well, now I can't act like Hulk Hogan exists anymore, so there's that. <laughs> But back when he did exist to me, I watched his uh, yeah. reality show. I think the more important or to me, the more striking thing about what the Josh Duggar thing is that these these families like this that are in this religion, they're so like uber Christian. And uh, the dad, I forgot, his Jim Bob Duggar, whatever, had, had been a big supporter of Mike Huckabee and had even tried to run for office. He didn't get elected, but they're, they're super right wing. You know, they were big Trumpers and, and they act like they're so good and whatever. And. You know, you look under the, you lift up the rug. There's a bunch of maggots under there. That's all. The rug. You don't have to lift up the rug. You just look at the rug. It's... They're right on the surface of the rug. <clears throat> so, so whether they did it have make money or not, to me, is not as as important as this the complete fake morality bullshit aspect. Hey, I hate greed too. We all have our put buttons that we push. The greed aspect makes me angry too. Yeah, and the fact they were MAGA just proves to me that it, and Republican just sounds greedy to me also. Very greedy. I agree. Um, oh, I, I'd love to hear you tell this story because normally I'm the one that bring the pop culture stories. Let's let's hear you discuss Lady Gaga's oh dog nap. <laughs> Take us through this tale, Carol. Unfortunately, please. I have not researched this as much as I should have because I spent a little too much time reading about Quiverful. But I'll tell you this: uh, I know this that 
her precious dogs were stolen and her dog walker was shot. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we all know that because this was a long time ago. I mean, weeks, weeks ago, long time in America time. It's actually not that long ago. Um, and they've caught them and they've arrested five people. And the people, this is the thing that, that got me. The people didn't realize they had stolen Lady Gaga's dogs. <laughs> And one of the people returned, one of the, you know, I guess not the main stealer or shooter, but one of the people involved returned the dogs trying to be like Good Samaritan and then was found out to be involved in the thing as as one of the people, you know, one of the criminals. And they didn't. Oh, that's rich. They were just like generally out stealing people's dogs to sell them. And it they just so happens it was Lady Gaga's. Yeah. They I can just eat. find it hard to believe you didn't know it was Lady Gaga. Like, I picture a dog that's like wearing stilettos with a collar <laughs> made out of smoking cigarettes yeah. around his neck. No, they were dressed as regular dogs, so. <laughs> dressed as regular dogs. <laughs> so the sad thing. And what so I never... costume. And, and I, I'm not like a huge... I'm, I like Lady Gaga. I'm not opposed to her in any way, but I don't follow her or listen to her music. So maybe eventually she said something about how sad she was that her dog walker got shot, but... She wasn't saying that right from the top. I've, I've, have you heard her make any comments about the dog walker? I'm also not a Lady Gaga fan. Okay. I do like Ariana Grande, and I know that's not really. Um, there are actually different people, those people. two. Yeah. But I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't follow everybody in the pop world. I only follow a couple of people. And I thought you did. Wow. I respect her music. I can name yeah, me too. lots of songs of hers. I was a fan of hers when she first came out, and then I kind of fell off and. I guess she's a old. she's a good musician. Like there, she just she is, good. She's, she is, she's got a and she's killer a good actress voice. as well. Yeah, she is. She's got a killer voice. Um, um I, I mean, she's not. What, a, what, who do you listen to? That's a moderate. Like who? What music? current artists do you listen to? Oh lord, the people who are still recording, still alive. Um. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Um. <laughs> I don't listen to that much current music, I have to tell you. I like the singer for Alabama Shakes. I like her. I don't remember her name, but I, I like her a lot. <laughs> That's cute. Do you know who she is? She's I intense. Have no idea. Oh my God, she's really intense. I love her. Um, I don't know people's names. I don't really listen to pop music at all. And this has actually been true for me for my whole life. When I was a kiddo, yeah. When I was a little you kiddo. There was some great pop music. Though. I know. I know. But when I was younger, I guess because my parents were, were old, you know, my my parents were 40 and 43 when I was born. So by the time I was 10 plus, you know, my parents were in their 50s and as old they as me now. Armstrong. Yeah, we, I listened to that stuff like that. What my dad listened to, which was big band music and all that stuff. Um, my very oldest brother, uh, who I'm not a fan of, and he's no longer with us. We'll discuss that some other time. But anyway, um, he had great albums like Herb Albert and the um, that Vanilla, uh, I mean, uh, Whipped Cream album. Uh, Herb Albert and the, you know, I forgot the rest of the name of the thing, but... Um, Whipped cream and other delights. I'm not familiar. Oh, really? It's amazing. And if you heard it, you would be like, "Oh, I know that music." No problem. Because it's it's very classic. It's very cool. It's it's jazz, but it's it's got a um, almost more of a Latin, almost like a Playboy Mansion kind of vibe. It's very cool music. Mm. I like stuff like that, like lounge music. I like country, but I really only like old country. I don't really like the new mm-hmm. mod. I was just listening to the Flaming Lips this morning. I like them. They're not new. Um, okay, I know the Flaming Lips. Okay, okay, finally somebody I've heard yeah. of. I've heard the Flaming Lips. <laughs> like the Flaming Lips. Okay. I like... We're getting somewhere. 
I really like, you know, I didn't really listen to um, what's the band from Staten, not the band. Well, they're a band. The rap group from Staten Island is so huge. There's a ton of them. The Beastie Boys? No, not white people. Um, no. They're really famous. I got to stop mentioning people on the show whose names I don't know. Um, RZA? Who, who's RZA? What's, what's his group? You have to know Who? this. RZA. RZA? Yeah. RZA and Old Dirty Bastard and... Um, Oh, you mean Wu Tang? Yes, thank you. Oh my God, <laughs> Peter's. Gonna, I didn't know who you were talking Peter's, about. Peter's going to freak out that I can't even think of the name of Wu Tang Clan. Whatever. Um, so okay. it's not. It's not like I'm, I'm a Wu Tang Clan. Okay, so it's not like I'm a huge fan of Wu Tang Clan's, mu- Clan's music, though I have enjoyed it when I've heard it. But they did a. He did a show. RZA, which was the main guy, um, did a mm-hmm. show that was really good uh, on Netflix or something. I actually don't remember which network it was on. Maybe it was Show Showtime. I don't know. It was Hulu. Actually, it I was, was Hulu? An extra. <gasps> it was <laughs> yes. so, so good. And I got I just got it all psyched good. about them. I was them. an extra in the record. Cool. I was an oh, extra cool. in the record store. Yeah, yeah. I got super psyched um, about them after I watched that show because I just thought it was just so beautifully done. I love the story. I love the way it was filmed. I love that it was written. So I don't know. You know, I like uh, okay. Ella Fitzgerald. Is she new? No, no, I'm, I'm afraid she's not. <laughs> she's not I, you know, I grew up. My parents listened to a lot of funk, so I grew up mm, like with. I love um, funk. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, what's his name? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Sly and the Family Stone. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Who's like guy? Um, George Clinton. Oh, I love George Clinton. I shook his hand, or rather, he Did shook you? mine. Yeah. Did it get high? <laughs> it was very moving. I don't know how to describe it, but he a was a friend of mine. Yeah, he's no, great. No, I just that's he just he took my hand. He had big old hands, and he took my little white hand in his big old hand. He's still and, alive. Right? And well, I this was I haven't seen him lately. All right, this was a job that I worked <laughs> that he happened to be performing at, and he was great. And I went to him up to him afterwards. I was the captain of this party, and I went up to him afterwards, and I said, "Mr. Clinton, I just, you were so great." And he took my hands in his, and he was like, "Thank you, darling." Uh, something I don't know. He was just very sweet. He radiated warmth and love. Wow! So you were a groupie. I was a little groupie, groupie esque. Yeah, <laughs> groupie ish. I actually um, went to a show of his. A friend of mine was working bartending at BB King's in Times Square. Oh. And his band did a show there, and I happened to just you know I have a lot of bartender friends that I drop in on for free drinks. Uh huh. And I can't wait to go with we you. Got for totally. That. Oh yeah, it's a good time. We got totally drunk, but then during the performance, somebody started like passing around weed. So it was just <sighs> like weed openly smoked, uh-huh. and nobody like management. Nobody said anything. It was amazing. Yeah, it was a really great time. We were all high as a giraffe's vagina, as my late grandmother would say. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there was a lot of pot around. I'm sure there was a ton of pot in the room with the show that I saw, and this was a long. Long time ago, so it wasn't legal. Back. This was only like maybe six years ago, maybe. And mine was more like fifteen. Long ago. Fifteen years ago. So I mean, I like a lot of people. It's not like I don't like music. I just don't like a lot of pop music. I really don't like R and B very much, just in general. I love R and B. Love R and B. My husband worked for Luther Vandross. Very nice man. And never too I can much, appreciate never too much. Never too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can Luther appreciate Vandross that. Fan. What the you male were? Whitney Houston. Mm. Yeah. Um, Luther Vandross is like the soundtrack of my childhood. Like everybody in my, all the adults in my life listen to Luther Vandross. Cool. So there's my aunts, my uncles, my parents. Like he's all over that bad boy. 
Mm-hmm. Nice uh, man. Could, David Bowie. He could like sing David the phone book. All right. He could David sing the Bowie. phone book. Yeah, Peter really respected his voice. I hear he was a real diva, though. Peter thought he was very nice. I mean, you know, he, Maybe it was he with was acting, I suppose, but, you know, they're, they're all in exactly. Vogue tells us. Yeah, but in Vogue tells this great story about how they went on tour with him and it was the worst thing they'd ever experienced. They they were laughing about it, but they said they called him Lucifer Vandross. Oh, I think he <laughs> had he challenges. So I think he had a lot of challenges. I mean, he was closeted. Like, he had a lot of yeah, challenges. Yeah, his weight shirts. went up and they down. Were, they weren't, like, saying it, like, hey, they were just, like, that was a rough tour because he was so mean to us all the time. And That's probably... True. They, I mean, it wasn't like hateful or anything, but they were laughing. It was, it was funny hey, to me. He wasn't mean to the tech guys. That's something. Hey, I think that's you should always be nice. To the the tech guys is the version of the home help, as far as I'm concerned, which I've been a lot. They, they're there to help you sound and yeah. look good. So you, you can tell. Be nice to them. Well, you should, but you can tell a lot by how people treat the help. True. You know, when I'm the help in someone's home, they should be nice to me too, because I'm the last person that touches their food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They should be that's nice true. to me. When everybody was trying to cancel Ellen, everybody was trying to figure out if she was a monster. I was like, let's talk to her maid. Let's go straight (laughs) to the source. I had exactly the same thought. Let me talk to her maid. Let me talk to her gardener. Let me talk to her chef. Her driver. Dog walker, whatever she's got. Would she, if her dog walker was shot, what would she say? Mm. Something? Yeah, so getting back to Lady Gaga, I don't know what she said about it, I'm sure. She's very much into humanitarian stuff. I would be surprised if she wasn't. She must have said that. I just never heard her. I'm sure she's... I just didn't hear her say anything the way... I I mean, if I was Lady Gaga, that would have been one of the first things out of my mouth. I mean, of course, oh my God, my dogs, I'm so upset. And my dear dog walker, I'm so sorry he got shot. Is that so hard? I guess, but I guess it could be possible that she doesn't really know her dog walker. Like she's Lady Gaga. Well, she should. I, she should still be sad he got shot. I mean, got uh, shot. I mean, I'm sure she is. I can't say what she said because I don't right. follow. I don't know what she said. It's very typical of me to focus on that. Uh, I've, I've worked in a lot of people's homes. All right, I'm really like, I got shot in your house. You don't care? Wait a minute. Um, okay. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh yeah. That's one of those. For governor. Well, that's that's an. Is this going to be good? Is that going to be good? I'll ask you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> She's not going to win. It so actually, it's more like is this? Is this? Well, for comedy, it kind of would be good. I have I think. never in my life, as as a pansexual, <laughs> gay, whatever you want to call it member of the LGBTQ and I like to think I put the Q in LGBTQ plus <laughs> community. Okay, me and Queen Latifah, we are the we are the Q in LGBTQ. Oh. I have never seen anybody who so hated yeah. by the community. There is no support for Caitlyn Jenner. We all supported her during her right. transition. Sure, sure. Yeah. And coming out and telling her story, there was a lot of support for her then. Yeah. Now not so much. She blew it. it. Is, I don't know how she thinks she could possibly win without the support of the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. and going against MAGA idiots who would need to vote for her. So good luck to her with that. Well, I mean, she's not going against the MAGA idiots. She she wasn't she wasn't an anti-Trumper when she was. I mean, that's she's, what I mean. Like that's she's what she, moved but pretty they're not right. Vote. No, they probably she, aren't. But, but she, you know. 
they're not going to vote for her. She represents I, what they hate. I would think. <laughs> so it's, I would think. It's a very weird position I, unless, to put herself in. Unless they're planning on making her their Tim Scott, their, their you know, trans version of Tim Scott. They don't, they don't do to... that. They're too egotistical <laughs> to have a, 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 a mouthpiece. Like, that's part of their problem. Yeah. It's something that Democrats have kind of learned to do. Yeah. Sometimes our message needs to come out of, come out of somebody else's mouth. Mm-hmm. They won't. They refuse to do that, and that's the only way white supremacy could actually survive. Mm-hmm. It needs to come out of the mouth of somebody non-white, but I don't think white supremacy's ego will ever allow that to happen with a trans person. So, uh-huh. with any other person, mm-hmm. no other person. They can't even a, a woman, even if a, a woman who's not transgender couldn't do it. Like that, no right. woman can do it. Right with them. Well, they loved. I mean, they loved Sarah Palin. They loved her. Sarah Palin, they like the other one. What's her name? Christy Nome. Is, is that her oh, name? Oh, yes. The governor of South Dakota. Like, I mean, hideous person. Maybe she could be governor, but I do think the fact yeah. that Kaylin is a trans woman is the end all issue on this. I would think. Her. Yeah. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Deal breaker with them. She just doesn't seem that smart. And it's another arrogant. I mean, that's how you can tell she actually was a white man before she was a white woman. The 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 arrogance Terrible. of just I'm sorry, but the arrogance of Carol. just like what the arrogance of thinking you could be governor. Okay, maybe <laughs> she's always been a woman, but she was in the she's body. Always been a woman. She was in the body of a white man, so she was treated as a white man her whole life. She obviously feels I, I'm very just privileged. Say, I, I know I, I probably I shouldn't agree, have said that. I don't agree with that statement, <laughs> but I will say I do not agree with that statement. I will say that I agree that there is a white privilege aspect that For I don't sure. think I don't think it I know that we frame it in a way that it's white men and it is white men, don't get me wrong. But there is a privilege that white women also absolutely have, especially in the in this, you know, realm. So I will say that. I will think this is definitely white privilege. This is definitely yeah. a problem. And she doesn't see it, and I'm happy she doesn't see it because that means she can't fix it, and she won't be able to win. Whether it applies to her or not, the men are more likely to put mm-hmm. themselves up for a job that they're not particularly qualified for, like Donald Trump you is know, president. I, you know, they just don't get. I want to. I I don't disagree with that, but I've seen plenty of white women do it too. I have not seen as many. Then she's going against Randy Quaid. <laughs> well, there's. <laughs> which Randy Quaid... <laughs> I guess he's even less qualified, if that's I, possible. I, I, <laughs> and, and in this scenario, I think he's more likely to be picked over Caitlyn. And of oh. course, Gavin Newsom isn't going anywhere. No, he's not. But... Annoying as he is. It, it's just... It's not good. It's crazy. California is a really crazy place. It is. And I didn't realize... I just learned this today when I was trying to look up some stuff about this. Gavin Newsom has had six recalls uh, filed against him since he's been in office. Wow, I didn't know that. Maybe. And every governor since Reagan, every governor since Reagan, and most of them didn't stick. And this this one probably isn't going to, but more people signed on to this one because so, uh, so many MAGA people are mad about restriction, the COVID restrictions, and they're blaming it on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but every governor since Reagan, every governor since him has had a, at least one recall filed against him in California. Wow. That's crazy. I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Me neither. Me neither. They have something called direct democracy, which I didn't fully wrap my brains around. But it's basically that the the people have a lot of power in the state of California, and if and they you know they they have a lot more elections and and voting on this proposition and that proposition, and and they can do recalls on their governor whenever they want. 
You have to get a certain number of signatures, mm-hmm. but and as many people as they want can run. Ten people, fifteen people, a hundred people. Direct democracy sounds like a streaming yeah. service. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't God know. bless them. Like, do you want to discuss Bill Maher? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if we have time. We have time, I guess. Um, I not at length, I guess, because only because we, I feel like we're running out of time. But I, he's been problematic for me for a long time, and yet I've I've basically liked his work and watched his show for a long time too. He's someone mm-hmm. who I think is a good stand-up, and he's also someone who I appreciate that, especially years ago, more so than now, he's brought different voices onto his show. He used to be a lot less chicken shit about having people on that disagreed with him. I've noticed in the last, I'd say, four years, he's gotten more and more likely to only have people that only kind of disagree with him, you know? And mm-hmm. and he really is not doing as much of the opposite. And he's moved to the right in a way that I find troubling, especially, I mean, I already hated his kind of anti-Muslim rants that he would go on and he would claim he wasn't being anti all Muslim people. He was just like, you know, against the extremists, but he anti some Muslim people. Yeah, exactly. And he said a <laughs> lot of anti Islam things. Uh, he said a lot of offensive things. Every time he tried to defend himself, it was always bullshit. So that was annoying enough. But then he started kind of denying, not really denying COVID, but he became a COVID skeptic. And I just like whining and whining Ugh. When you when you add that to his almost exclusive dating of black women, mm. it's pretty interesting. I he, found that out he, too. I didn't know Bill that. Bill a pretty interesting person. He is interesting. He says that he likes real women, and that's just the way he 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 that's he doesn't like black women. He likes real women. Okay, and what's that mean? That's all he says on that. Which I, I'm not. I don't know. I have uh-huh. no idea what that means. I the think woman he's who probably I saw picture with have fake hair and fake nails. I saw her. I don't yes, know what that I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but, I th- I think he's kind of a narcissist. I guess is is what my conclusion. Um, seems very self obsessed and and you know his his time is over. And, and, he had and a good run. Aside from the the done. the COVID whining that he's been doing and the kind of he's kind of whining that people don't need vaccines maybe because your immune system's strong enough. I mean, he's not, he's not being anti-vax, but he's just like, we really, you know, there's too many fat people in this country. And he just keeps making these simplistic statements about COVID-19 as if you can fight it just because you have a strong immune system. And that is not true. Mm-hmm. All right. It's not true. It's not true. He was telling young people, this was months ago, but he was telling young people to go out that they shouldn't have to wear masks all the time because young people couldn't get it. That's not true either. Okay. And between that and his constantly harping on uh, woke, he's, he's like anti-woke now, you know, I'm, I'm like, what do you prefer? Asleep? Like, I understand some people can go too far, whatever, but he just, I'm just like, I'm looking at this white man whining because he doesn't like the word Latinx, just like James Carville. Sorry. You know, I was like, you're exactly right. We have moved on. We moved on past that. I'm not young. I'm in my 50s. I can fucking say Latinx. I can look it up. The the, the (laughs) thing about it is when you talk about woke, you know, wokeness and all that stuff, I don't have a problem with having that conversation. Like, I don't think that's a conversation that shouldn't be had. My problem with it is but it that should when be we had talk thoughtfully. about it, it should be had. Thoughtfully. It should be had thoughtfully, and with with the the context of the fact that woke wokeness or cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is not new. 
Right. Like, it's always been here. Cancel always. culture, there was a time where if you said something un-American, your product could be under fire. You could lose your job. Hello, freedom freedom be, fries. Can't say French fries. Yes, you could. There <laughs> would be uh, Salisbury steak. You couldn't say hamburger. Like, there's so many examples of how you can't, wow. certain things that are not in vogue, you can't do them or say them or whatever, or you'll uh-huh. have some kind of problem with your business mm-hmm. or whatever. This is why PR exists. This is this is exactly what public relations are. Hmm. And we talk, we act like just because there's a new reason for you to get canceled, that cancel culture is new. It is not new. It was right. cancel culture when, it, 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 and like doxing too. Like, uh-huh. yes, that's terrible. Was it, was it not doxing when you wanted to be a black person and wanted to vote in the South and then all the Ku Klux Klan got your address and burned a cross on your lawn? That sounds like doxing to me. That's extreme doxing it's, is what that is. It's like these (laughs) things are not new. So it's just the only difference is now the people who are used to using that as a tool are having it used against them. Well, and that's why Bill, yeah, I think that's, I think that's exactly right. You know, Bill Maher, it rubs him the wrong way for whatever reason. I mean, I don't don't know that he's particularly racist, like in a specific way, but underneath he often says things that are not very woke. I don't know what you want to say. I'm like someone who's never been marginalized. So you can't. Yes, exactly. So if you've never been marginalized, the only thing that would make this fair, if we're not going to get rid of racism, we're not going right. to get rid of marginalized. The only thing we can do is make it where everybody can be marginalized. And I've That's, always, and like I've always said, it's like, you know, if you've got a, something about, if you want to say something about black people's racism, their experience, take it from them. Why don't you ask a black person? Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to know about sexism, ask me, ask a woman, whatever. Don't, don't sit, don't sit there as a white man and kind of downplay like it's not as big a deal as, you know. But that's what you do when it doesn't apply to you. And exactly, that's yeah. Natural, but that's why you leave it to someone else. I just, mm-hmm. the whole woke conversation, it really gets on my nerves because it's not yeah. new. It's not anything, nothing. Well, it also, it also minimizes true. the very important issues that it's actually about. That you know, too. It also doesn't address problem. the fact that it's been around for so long. And also we should be asking ourselves, if, if that's the case, if people are overly sensitive, if people are doing all these things, why is it they feel like the only power they have is to do this? They, they're not being heard in politics, not being heard. Mm. They're taking the power that they have. Why do they feel like this is their only recourse? Let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Because now the only way you can take down a company, the only way you can take down a powerful white man is to cancel them. That's the only choice we have. Right. Otherwise... They just run ripshot over everybody. And I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of throwing people away as we've had this conversation before. I'd, Depends you know, on the person. I'm not, I'm not throwing Bill Maher away. I just am not as interested in watching his show. I finally just had to realize he pisses me off more than he entertains me. <laughs> it's not, I'm not, I don't find him that interesting right now. Just like your friend that threw the bottle down. Like there's too many things about this person that I don't like, you know, why am I watching his show? And I get. I think it's a, the job of a good stand-up to make you think. I think it's sure. great to make people. Think. I don't have I think to agree it's great with to get Different points of view, but yeah. at some point, it's like, okay, now you're just. Well, that's just... why I liked him initially because he would have people with different mm-hmm. points of view, and now he's really yeah. seems to find guests that just support his point of view. Well, because now we have this thing where people can come on and not agree with the person that he has on to oppose, and not agree with him. Like, yeah. As a progressive or a liberal, whatever you want to call me. The people, if he has Ann Coulter on the show, who I hate and always have since I was like nine years old. She's vile. She's vile. And have uh, himself, I'm going to hate and disagree with both of them. Mm -hmm. So like, that's a totally different show. 
Like he's supposed to be like the in If he had any balls, he would have had Dr. Fauci on right now. He would have had a couple of epidemiologists on. He would have had, you know, have mm-hmm. have some uh, Muslim uh, Islam studies experts. Have uh, somebody who's an expert in, in uh, Muslim history. Have some people on that have a real point of view that is fully opposite of yours and have an actual discussion with them. You mm-hmm. know, that w- I would watch I that. I'll watch that show. That's fine. I will love that show. Pass the mic. Give that show to somebody else. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's time. time. I like, think exactly I right because as it's it's because he's getting older. <laughs> you know, he's turning into. And it's just, everywhere. Yeah, I see this everywhere. It's like even when I watch, and I know you don't care. I watch like even if I watch Andy Cohen doing Real Housewives reunions. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing this anymore. Like you are <sighs> completely out of touch with what's going on. Like now, these shows are touching on racism, colorism. Also, oh, you think Andy Cohen should be doing things. them anymore? I don't no. watch him so I don't oh, Andy know. Cohen is a man in his 50s and he is be, he is past his time and it, he is so not sensitive to what he's he does. Oh, okay. It's such a misogynistic disgusting thing that he does. Mm. They have real issues. He comes on asking them if they have work done. He tells them how they look. So oh. and then like there's always these questions from people. Someone uh-huh. so said that your plastic surgery looks cheap. It's like he talks about these women the way they look in a way that is not it's not a good look anymore. It's not interesting anymore. Uh-huh. It's just you don't do that with women anymore. Like we it's wow. it's like hard to watch. Like I don't care if this woman had plastic surgery if her her, her boobs are real. Uh-huh. If she wanted to do that, that's fine. Right. I don't care about that. I want to hear about the fight she had with her friend that was late to brunch. That's what uh-huh. we're here for. But there are people and there are people like. in their fifties, like myself, who uh are interested in new ideas. So, you know, it's just about that particular person has maybe been in that particular job for too long. And maybe that is the case, and maybe it's because he yeah. is a white man in his fifties, even yeah. if he is gay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even the way he goes about being gay, in my opinion, is antiquated and dated and wrong. I just don't want to cancel out all old people. It can't be ageist. That's all. <laughs> well, Sorry. I wouldn't want to be doing that either if I was <laughs> older. But I will be older one day. Listen. So, don't be I'm not ageist. trying to Logan's run anybody here, okay? Please don't Logan's just, run me. As long as you don't soil and green me, I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> the very last thing is the fucked up census. We don't have much time to talk about it. Why do you act like we don't? We we have time to, we have time to devote to this issue. I'm so much like, older not, than you. I feel like I don't have time. <laughs> I like okay, that you fine. act like we're like literally on a broadcast <laughs> schedule and we have to like, somebody's like behind the, the camera right. saying, wrap it up. Like nobody's doing that. Let's talk <laughs> You're about absolutely right. the census. I've been gone for two weeks. Let's get into this. I am mentally so, ill. The census was a mess. Explain to us. You worked for the census. Why I don't did. you tell us about it? I did work for the census and it was really good and rewarding and exciting and I loved it. And that sounds like bullshit, but it actually is not. It is not bullshit. It was really true. I really had a great experience working for the census. Um, and it was interesting. And, and everybody I worked with was enthusiastic and they worked so hard. Like public servants, like they were almost to a person. There were a couple of nutheads in there, but almost to a person, they were earnest, sincere public servants, you know? Mm. And it was a thing to behold. And the fact that we had our stupid, ugly, dinosaur-eyed president trying to mess it up is so revolting, I can't even talk about it. And and okay, so now the results finally come out and we realize he did mess it up. Not just him. It's not just about him, but it has so much to do with what he did. And what happened is the New York lost a seat. We've lost a congressional rep. 
which is the thing I would tell people when I was when I was doing it. I was a supervisor after a couple of weeks, but the first couple of weeks I was going door to door, you know, interviewing people and all that. And that's what you would tell them when when they didn't want to do it. Like, you know what? This has to do with our congressional representation. We could lose a representative if, you know, and, and a lot of times that worked and folks would fill it out. But it happened. We lost a representative. And and we lost because we were of eighty nine people. All we needed was eighty nine more people. You for like I don't want to say you forced me, but you reminded me because like <laughs> census came around. Not I only were there like all problems with you know the census and what the former asshole did, but there was a lot going on around census time. Like we were in swing of the oh, pandemic. We were in a pandemic. There were a yeah, lot of things true. going on. People were traveling. People were running. People were dying. Like there was a lot of things going yes. on. So you reminded me that I needed to do it. I mm-hmm. value the census because when I started doing Ancestry.com, the census was how I was able to find people. Yeah. Like it gave me a lot of information. I was like, wow, the census is important. Yeah. So that's why I've always done it. But I literally almost missed the deadline <laughs> because I was doing other things and you reminded me. Yay. So I, I'm very upset that we missed that by 89, less than 100 people. It's so I'm upsetting. also very happy, though, that I am not one of those people. I am also like, happy that you're like, not one of those people. And that is because of you. So thank you very much for you and everything. Because like people were knocking on my door. Like a woman came to my door. She was like, you know, your neighbor, I can't get in touch with your neighbor. Yeah. And I'm like, he's crazy drunk. I don't think you're going to, but... But were you able to be a proxy? Did you did you give her the information? She should have used I you as a proxy. I did give her the information because I knew his name. I knew about how yeah. old he was and stuff That's like that. That's all you need. Um, awesome. But yeah, I just I told her I had already done mine because I had already done mine. I did everything I could besides knock on the door. But I know that people in New York were actually out doing it. I saw them doing it. Oh, yeah. And it was hot, child. It was a hot summer. It was hot, a hot summer and people had to wear masks. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, almost 100 degrees. And I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like, I was talking to her, like, because at that point, it was like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't know. You're kind of close to me. Yeah. We were supposed to stand six feet away. But we also had to show people the survey. We had to use these smartphones. Mm -hmm. So we had to show it to them. And it was hard. It was very hard to stay six feet away. But yeah, I tried. I did. It was, I mean, there were challenges aside from the president being a maniac and putting out all that hate speech and and trying to terrify immigrants, uh, you know, mm-hmm. which was, that made a huge impact. Okay. And I had people straight up tell me they were not going to do the census because they were Trump's. He said, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm not doing it. I had at least three people tell me that here mm. in Queens. Okay. You know, and then there were also people that were clearly afraid. Um, but I don't know. You know, I wish I, I, I know where at least 12 of those 89 people live <laughs> because I worked on the census. I really want to go back to their house and knock again and say, look what you did. Look what you did. Freaks. Trump 12, 89 Trump supporters in the state screwed us over. No. Probably 10 Trump supporters, 10 frightened immigrants, uh, 40 white people who weren't here because they went to the Catskills for the pandemic. That was actually one of the biggest problems. The high-rise buildings uh, wouldn't let us in, for one thing. And then a lot of those people were gone. They just left. You know, if you had money and could leave for during yeah, the pandemic, you did. So, uh, you know... A lot of people were gone. So that was a problem too. But it, you should fill out your census before you leave if you can't freaking stay here during a pandemic. Losers. It's true. <laughs> anyway. But there were a lot of there were a lot of issues. But people worked hard. We worked so hard. And it's very sad. And what's also sad is that the the states that gained some seats are Texas. 
North Carolina, you know, Republican state. So that actually is worrisome. And that's why I want to make sure Biden gets as much done as possible and that we do what we can yeah. to get people to bust the filibuster. I don't know if you ever listen to Pod Save America. Do you ever listen to that? From time to time. They have a big thing on their website uh, about activism around how to get rid of the filibuster and things you can do, calls you can make, letters you can send, all that stuff. We actually need to work on that. We do. Because... The only way Biden's going to get some of his most exciting things through is that. And that's how we're going to be able to win the midterms. People need to see real positive change in their lives. And they're going to turn away from those asshole Republicans. Here's open. I mean, the hardcore base is going to be the hardcore base. But a lot of those folks are just are, are, are going to, you know, they're going to come to this side. Once they see that, like, oh, this guy actually is helping working people. This actually has yeah. improved my health care. You know, we actually have child child care now. Like, you know, if he can get that infrastructure bill through and the voting rights bill and the George Floyd bill. And oh, my God, it's a lot. It's really I'm a lot. I'm hoping. I'm hoping too. Yeah, no, we can't lose the midterms. We can't. So we that's cannot. the long and short of why the census thing is important. And I think it's mm-hmm. hilarious that every time I say we don't have time to talk about something, I then talk 15 minutes about it. Well, I gave you the <laughs> the space to do so. I you know did. I know when you have something that's like important to you. So I, I allow you that space to oh my God. talk. And I know you were passionate about the census because you did work with the census and yeah. you should, yeah. It was fun. It was so like now. Camp. Yeah. You got passionate about something? Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I was just space. saying now <laughs> okay, we yeah. can wrap things up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to talk about more stuff now. No, you're right. We should wrap it up. Save it. That was fun. That was a recording. fun show. Maybe we'll have great. a guest next week. And we'll see. Maybe I we hope won't. so. It, it would be nice. I'm going to try. Thank you all for, for joining us this week uh, as yeah. we turn. And again, if you'd like to support the show, please be sure to support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash gonna be good, good pod. We are there. You, uh, For everybody who supported us so far, thank you. Um, I know for sure that I should be thanking someone in Ooh. particular who supported us, but I cannot remember the name i've had a rough couple weeks so please uh forgive me is it lady gaga (laughs) (laughs) that that really made me laugh no it is not um lady gaga i'm I'm sorry it's not okay um i know i can find who it is but regardless whatever regardless thank you more need to join and tribute I <laughs> need a coffee right now. We yes, <laughs> please contribute to buy me a coffee. I promise that we will thank all of you because it really does we make will. a difference and we really do appreciate it and we will I will have information next time for everybody who contributed. Thank you again. If is there anything else, Karen? Operators yeah, are waiting for your call. No, there's nothing else. <laughs> and <then> bye. <laughs> Please be sure to like, rate, and review yeah. uh, this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. And I, I, I guess that's, that's, that's it. it. We can we can thank Peter. Thank Peter D Peter for his D. original music. Oh my God, he's and a saint. his editing skills. He is a, yeah. a wonderful, wonderful man. The only straight white man over 50 <laughs> that I can say is a true, true angel. Oh. And I don't know. I, I, I guess super we did it. Sweet. That's, that's it. That's super sweet. Um, yeah, we did it. We did it. That's it. 
follow me. I don't know, the Carol Dan, whatever, on Insta- Instagram and Instagram. <laughs> Insta- Instagram. Hell's cut on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet this week. I'm gonna plan it on tweeting later this week. Every every week, everybody, <laughs> Carol says she's planning on tweeting once so a just, week. Just, uh, <laughs> Quentin doesn't respond to my tweets enough. Is what I want to say. I don't always see your tweets. Yeah, first I know. Because I, I think it's hard. Usually when you, not there. You only do it once. <laughs> That's why. Because they're not there. Because I the have you said as a, I have a, a like a notification says so when you tweet, I see it. So I don't. Oh, oh okay. For a reason. I but if you want to see my tweets, you can follow me at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. He and y'all take care now. Bye. I do tweet often. Thanks take for care. coming. Bye. <laughs>